Episode 152, is that right? Yeah, 152. Um, today's date is uh, May 5th, 2022. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo if you if you celebrate. Um, eat tacos on tacos. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I clearly don't celebrate. Um, yeah. Uh, happy May. Um, I mean, it's gonna be May. I had, I think that's necessary. Um, birthday month. Um, it's gonna be great. Uh, another year, another year older, another year, another year wiser, you know. Um, yeah, outside of that. Um, <laughs> man, I guess getting back on that, uh, Will Smith train, uh, where at least another comedian, uh, attempted to get, get attacked. Some, uh, random, uh, dude tried to attack Dave Chappelle on stage, I guess in LA. Uh, I think, uh, I believe at the Netflix is a joke festival where it's like a, a collaborative festival of comedians. I'm assuming kind of in the same vein as like a Coachella uh, but just with comedians, that's at least my, my head cannon of what it is. Uh, I could be totally wrong, but, uh, yeah, Dave was, you know, cracking them jokes. And then this dude just, I, it seems like he was just wanting to clout, ran up, tackled him. It seemed like Dave like took the brunt of it, but, uh, who <laughs> Dave was living. He's like, let me, st- I'm about to kill this nigga, man. I'm about to stomp him. And, <laughs> They sure as hell did <laughs> going by the damn, uh, post post stomp stomping footage. <laughs> literally, man, it was funny. That's, it's like an episode of the boondocks. Like literally everybody was stomping. 
which is very valid in this in this scenario. I'm not saying I condone violence, but in certain scenarios, it's is is valid. Uh, I would say, um, and in this particular case, I think it's val- <laughs> uh, apparently he had a gun launching a knife launching gun or something like that. Um, so I mean that was another factor too. Um, so I'm just saying, y'all. I mean. Y'all, 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 y'all can't be trying it. Uh, Will Smith, Will Smith kind of has clout in, in that respect where he can, he can pull something like that off, but not any innocent bystander that, uh, feeling brave. Well, got, got what's coming to him. I have to say, I'm just mess with the bull. You're going to get the horns. I mean, both ways, but at least more specifically odds against the dude. So. Um, what else? Nothing much outside of that. I think we have a pretty good show for you today. Um, yeah, without further ado, uh, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, first topic of discussion, um, embracer group, which is, uh, I don't recall this company. I guess it's it, it it's kind of uh similar to uh like Tencent, which is like this big major Uber company that's been like gradually swiping um swiping uh dev companies up left and right apparently. I think they got a Gearbox developer or purchased Gearbox altogether. Um who are the at least most notably known for uh, Borderlands. Uh, series and um yeah now recently they uh actually acquired um a fair amount of square enix uh ips uh as well at least specifically the western divisions of uh square enix which include um crystal dynamics which are the developers of excuse me uh avengers the avengers game and, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I believe <sighs> sales wise wasn't so hot reception, I think was questionable as well. Um, I think after some further patching and stuff, I think it's in somewhat decent shape, but still not, I don't think a hundred percent there. Idols, Montreal, um, square Enix, Montreal, and uh, at least with those, uh, develop dev companies, including IPs freaking tomb Raider, which, uh, I mean, that's interesting. So tomb Raider deus ex thief legacy of Kane, and more than 50 back catalog games from square Enix holdings company. Um, all of this for uh 300 million apparently. 300 million in, uh, on a cash and debt free basis to be paid in full at closing. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy for, I think based off those IPs, I think it, they definitely should have sold it for much more, but I don't know it, it, this, this tells me at least from what all, at least all the knowledge that was provided that square was desperate to just get this 
sever all ties with these these uh you know ips and i guess probably because one maybe they didn't know what to do with them two they just didn't feel like forking up the money to do with them but then when you think about it square enix has this complex where they think the they think all their games should sell uh to this very unrealistic very unrealistic thresholds which they almost never never meet and based in turn off that they like write them off and downplay them because they didn't um you know appease their very unrealistic sales pro- uh, projections and whatnot so maybe this is good on that that front um but 300 million that seems pretty damn cheap for especially all those IPs and considering the legacy of those IPs, especially Tomb Raider, I don't necessarily have a huge affinity with uh, Tomb Raider. I've definitely had a history playing them in the past, but uh, I definitely am fully aware of like the, the established legacy that that game series has. And uh, I think it's successfully translated with the reboots uh that came out the i guess technically the new trilogy that uh that uh rebooted trilogy that's recently uh been out deus ex which i know it has its fans as well i'm not one of them but uh i definitely gave the games a try but they didn't really i i'm I'm lying i at least gave the the latest one what was the deus ex uh what is it called let me look it up it's the the latest one that came out i guess it's technically like a reboot deus ex mankind divided uh i think i played the one before that uh human revolution I think it was human revolution. Yeah, I believe it was human revolution. And then they came out with mankind divided after that, but then I lost human revolution to really do it for me. But I, I know it definitely has its fans, uh, legacy of Kane, which is definitely an iconic historical go, uh, historical series as well. And you know, uh, 50 other back catalog games. So, Um, on the other side, this might potentially be good because I think it definitely will encourage Bracer Group to embrace these like dormant, um, back catalog games, uh, for, you know, people that have the nostalgia for a lot of these older games, uh, making a comeback and probably might give it, you know, the love that maybe Square Enix is at least not capable of. Uh, at least specifically Western titles. So very, very, uh, very huge undercut. They like, it felt like considering the, the, at least my perceived value of these IPs, it seemed like 3 million is very cheap. That, that feels like it's like a steal especially considering the established IPs and potential if, if brought back, you know, making that money back 
double time. So very, very curious what, uh, what led them to do this. I, I think, uh, some, some rumors going around is that just supposedly it, it was, a uh, Avengers by crystal dynamics and like the, just the amount of money they put into it versus the very, very minimal return. Um, I think partially factored in, I would guess that I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a huge factor. Um, yeah, 300 million. That sounds, especially all these recent acquisitions as well. Like what? Seven point seven point five billion or something like that for like, um, what was it? I think the Beth- Bethesda, no, the Activision Blizzard acquisition, uh, at least I'd say they should have at least sold the, the all, all of these IPs for at least probably 2 billion. That's at least, I personally, I'd say is like, at least from my knowledge of, of these these games and the history. Um, I think that would have been the better price, but maybe they were desperate. I don't know. And, um, one thing to specifically, um, make aware is that this is specifically the Western, uh, divisions of square Enix. So pretty much the Japanese division is unscathed, untouched that, that still exists, uh, with Square Enix specifically. So Final Fantasy, um, near damn, I know there's more, but they're not coming to me, but at least those are the least I, the ones that come to mind, Final Fantasy near probably some other stuff. I've, I think that in of itself is covers a lot to be honest though. Final Fantasy has so many spinoffs and deviations. So, I think they'll be fine in that respect, of course, but very interesting that they just sold off at such a cheap price. That just, that indicates to me just a a lot of disparity, uh, and just getting rid of these tile. Like I don't want to deal with it or whatever. So very curious what happens to Avengers now, considering that was like, at least how it's set up to be like a very consistent, uh, progressing, um, you know, ongoing game, if you will. So, um, Tomb Raider. I mean, I assume all these are eventually going to be brought back to life. Um, but, uh, very interesting. Uh, luckily, uh, I think the devs that were formerly with Eidos, uh, that have the Hitman franchise, luckily they, <laughs> They, they left early. So at least they, uh, own that IP, but luckily this isn't within that cause they split with them uh, a while back. So interesting stuff, man, that is, yeah. $300 million comparison to, you know, the other various acquisitions that definitely is like a steal considering the, the return of value they'll potentially get with these games when they kind of come back. That's crazy. 300 million. As somebody who who does not have anywhere close near at all to that money, but just in, in, you know, the, the scale of, uh, 
you know, uh, comparison from a company standpoint. Yeah, that's Tomb Raider, 300 million. I think Tomb Raider specifically, that that's that's even way more on its own than at least a lot of the included backlog, 50 back, back catalog games as well. So crazy stuff, man. What? What reality is it? I think I heard some speculation about something being NFT related, but uh, I don't think that's really sub, uh, really been verified as of yet. So I don't really want to entertain that necessarily, but at least word on the street is that it was something NFT related where uh, I think maybe that potentially was part of it, but Again, conjecture, not necessarily verified, but yeah, uh, shame for Xbox to not <laughs> swipe this. Probably if they had the opportunity, they would maybe, um, crazy stuff, crazy. This is crazy, man. It's surreal. Um, keeping the, uh, <laughs> the unfortunate Square Enix train going. Chi-chi. Uh, uh, Yuji Naka, who um, was of course involved with, uh, I'd say the pretty established failure known as Balan Wonderworld. Um, uh, I, I'm curious, the timing is interesting Oh uh, no, I guess this was technically last week, but, um, he went out, came out the woodworks towards uh, square Enix specifically regarding the development process for Balan Wonderworld, um, where essentially, uh, this has been translated by robots. So, uh, slight grain of salt, but you can definitely get the gist. Um, since a lot of all of his tweets regarding this were in, of course, in Japanese, but, uh, at least from this translation, in my opinion, it is a real shame that we released the unfinished work Balan wonder world to the world. I wanted to release it to the world as an action game in a proper form, considering various things. I think square Enix and R zest are companies that do not care about games and game fans. Damn. Um, that's just a quip, but it's, it's, it's probably a lot, maybe more details of course to it, but essentially, uh, amongst that, uh, he mentioned that, um, he was apparently taken off the development process of Balan Wonder World towards the end of, uh, of, of its, um, you know, deadline apparently. So, that's a, that's a little weird. I mean, and especially considering that his name is, you know, toted with it and by it. Um, that is, uh, that's kind of messed up. That's, that's kind of almost on defamation levels because like, how are you going to put my name, associate my name with this game that's been horribly received when I didn't even get a chance to even finish it or make sure it's what what is my complete vision of it? So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of messed up. 
and apparently why he couldn't of course say anything I guess because he was under uh, NDA legal stuff so um, that's kind of messed up it, uh, and I kind of feel bad because obviously I think that's definitely this game has definitely tarnished his reputation because he's associated with this game but it's kind of I would definitely be frustrated being associated with something something that you don't have full control over or, you know, didn't get the chance to fully see through to the end. Um, but Square Enix was like, we don't give a fuck about you going to release this is your name's on it. This is fine. You know, damn. Uh, but you know, Yuji Naka's had history. Of course, he's most, most popularly associated with the Sonic games. Apparently he's like produced and been involved with like majority of the Sonic Sonic games up until like the latter ones, like, uh, the original trilogy, uh, and knuckles, um, Sonic adventure. He either like produced or, um, produced or was, uh, uh, fully involved in, uh, otherwise. So it's kind of messed up, but I guess, <laughs> He said enough is enough. He just, just put it all out there. Um, that's, I think that's very interesting for somebody, uh, from Jap from, from, from Japan that actually go going out with this specifically. Um, you know, just, uh, knowing their culture, um, that they're generally <laughs> not, uh, like Americans that are generally more to like, Hey, I don't give a damn who sees this. I'm airing this out right now, but, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting perspective as well. So crazy, crazy Square Enix is going through it right now. In so many ways. Um, and with that being said, that concludes the news for this week. Uh, let's get into what I've been playing, which has been, uh, Halo infinite season two, uh, just dropped this past Tuesday. Um, man, let me tell you, uh, disappointed is not even, uh, yeah, pretty disappointed. I have to say so far. I played like a good, maybe three hours of the new season. Um, so of course, you know, new battle pass, uh, new progression. Apparently there's a new mode last Spartan standing, which is essentially like a uh, rumble pit or, you know, free for all, but you have a limited lives and, um, you kind of, it kind of feels like a mix of gun game uh, from call of duty, which is basically you, um, if you get a kill with, uh, the lowest tier gun, you gradually, um, uh, upgrade weapons or go through like, uh, a fair amount of weapons until you get, uh, harder weapons towards the end of the game. And, um, yeah, so it, it definitely has that, that, that added flavor to it, but I don't know if it's just the map or whatever, but I just was not really feeling it. I feel like the map that, um, 
your match made on was uh was too big. It, I think it was a big team battle map because that's what it felt like. It felt too too big of a map to um have it on. Maybe it was like maybe there's a increased player count from the standard Rumble Pit, which is generally eight players. Maybe it's actually sixteen players, but it did not feel like it. At least the like couple matches I played, um, which I think is probably the biggest annoyance, and it kept being on this specific big team battle map, at least the last two I played, maybe it's just the randomness wasn't in my favor that day, but was not feeling it. And, um, there was a, of course an event for it. And I'm like, I don't even feel like that's not even enough incentive for me to play it. So went off that played, uh, played of course, tried and true team slayer and, uh, was trying to get the new map. But that's the other thing that uh, I think is a big downside with this new season so far is, yeah, the severe lack of new maps, which is that's like, I think I would say the bread and butter of any new, you know, um, new season of content, uh, which is unfortunate. Literally two maps. There's one, I think, you know, 4v4 map. And then the one big team battle map, which I believe I played both of because I haven't seen it before. At least I encountered the multiplayer map, the new one. I forgot the 4v4 one. Um, what is it called? It reminded me at least of kind of a mix between a little bit of Ascension and uh Ascension and kind of, uh, what was the one Ascension? And I think it's Epitet from Halo three. Uh, I think it's Epitap, <laughs> Epitap. <laughs> um, yeah. So what is it called? What is it called? I just want to know what it's called. Oh yeah, they did give you, you know, of course, kind of like Call of Duty to give you some sense of progression with each new season. Apparently, like there was this uh team of Spartans that came back. I think one of the the one dude from um what was he from? The one dude from uh Halo Reach with the skull on his face or maybe it was just because uh it, they used my created my custom character. That probably might be it, but uh, breaker. Yeah. Big team battle breaker, but we was playing this map, playing that new, um, rumble pit mode on, on the big team battle map, which was not a wise choice. It felt too, the pacing was not right. Um, so that was breaker, which is apparently the big team battle map. I've yet to play it in big team battle, which I tried to do, but it didn't give me the map, which is one thing I really hope, hope they do. I guess maybe just the, the RNG was not on my side, of course, again, but I just, um, I wish they would scale the new maps to be played more versus the, you know, 
older maps, which, you know, not, not saying anything drastic, but like, just like a 10% like, um, affinity towards the newer maps or something like that, just so people can do it or do what call of duty has been doing, uh, which makes a dedicated playlist that specifically has those new maps only. And, you know, being able to at least be guaranteed to play on those maps to at least, uh, for sure, you know, join, <laughs> play the main reason you are playing the, the new, uh, update season, which is at least my opinion, the new map. So, uh, so catalyst was the standard four V four map. So yeah, I definitely, yeah, I got like epithet, a mix between epithet, <laughs> epithet and, um, uh, Ascension. That's kind of at least the vibe I kind of got from this map. It was pretty cool map. I have to say I was playing, um, played, uh, what was it? Capture the flag rank capture the flag. I think I played standard team slayer match on it too. So felt pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think I was just having a bad day overall because, uh, I don't know. I heard, uh, in terms of the, um, uh, strict, uh, undercover matchmaking, I think they specifically go by your ranked match, uh, ranked, uh, placement, which at least last season was like platinum. I managed to get before I just gave up because I was, it was just getting too sweaty. The perspiration was at an all time high. And I was like, you know what? Do I want my blood pressure rise or do I just want to just, just call it quits? I reached level a hundred already in the battle pass. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. It wasn't enough content anyway. And I think it's, that still is the case with halo infinite, um, which I think has been highly, highly established and well known at this point. Uh, and like season three is only, isn't going to be until, um, like the fall, this fall, I believe. And that's, so this is going to be like a six month season, another six month season, which generally I believe for most games, the season cadence is three months. I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Generally three months is a season for most games in terms of content and whatnot. But yeah, it's like the, 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 um, the template for halo infinite is really good the gameplay is good. Just the mechanics are really good. The, the innovations and, uh, new additions that, uh, you know, balance that line between, um, not drastically changing what the halo formula is, but doing it enough to make it feel different, but familiar at the same time, which I feel like they have perfected, but that content is just not there yet, which, I think, uh, I think it'll eventually get there. I guess it's just a matter of how long and, uh, if, if, uh, fans of the, of the, of the game, uh, including myself are still going to be willing to come back when that day comes, you know? So it's unfortunate, especially as a big halo fan myself that, um, you know, we're just getting this bare bones, you know, little, little mini bite of, uh, content and nothing else really new outside of that. So 
here's the hoping. Um, apparently there's also issues with the progression and the ranking stuff, uh, specifically in terms of XP progression, where like doing challenges are, isn't unlocking or giving you XP and stuff. I was like, Oh boy, this is, this is not good. This is not good. But, um, three, four, three. I must, I'll, I'll stick with it if they, you know, give us some new maps, but it looks like we're not going to get that until this fall, which is like, that's a big bummer for me. I'm going to try to still play it, but I don't know. That's not having at least like five, six maps. Like if they had five, six maps with this new season, I think we wouldn't be as, uh, you know, critical about this as we are now, but the fact that, you know, it's a new season. There's like a new mode. It's not really that great, but only two maps. I don't know. So I digress. I digress. Hate to see it. Really do. Moving on. Um, also played uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Um, about 10 hours in. I am really actually digging it. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, it, it felt very Dark Soulsy, at least from what I saw and played the demo a while back, but now it does feel, uh, I'm really digging the combat. It actually is pretty interesting. It kind of has that, uh, what is it? Devil may cry for like conditional conditional mechanic where, uh, there is this ability, I think it's called blood to something where essentially you can parry, uh, well block absorb attacks and that, uh, increases your max, ma uh, magic gauge as all, as well as replenish magic which is essentially really the only way you can replenish magic in the game. So it's kind of an encouragement for you to play the game. Well, to some extent, um, they have, uh, this job system where it's kind of, um, kind, I, I, I hate to keep comparing it to devil may cry, but it, it's kind of like devil may cry in a sense where you could switch weapons on the fly, but it is more strict in terms of you have to do a special, I forgot what they call it. It's a special move that is basically your triangle attack or I think by default, the buttons are like dark souls, like where they're, uh, by default on the shoulder, uh, R one and L, um, R one and R two. But I was not really feeling that at least my muscle memory was making me hit the face buttons over the, uh, the shoulder buttons for this. So I eventually, uh, went to that, even though it does support, um, haptic triggers, adaptive triggers, but, uh, I feel like I just wasn't liking it as much as the face button. So I eventually went to the face buttons ultimately to, uh, play it. But, um, yeah, so there's certain conditions where you have to specifically do a special move and then you can cancel into your, your, uh, your other job, which you can only have two jobs, but there's a huge variety of jobs where there's like a spear, a uh, samurai, uh, pugilist, which is f basically fighting with your fists. 
a big axe um, job. And then I think there's deviations from those jobs. If you reach a threshold with certain levels in the um, specific jobs as well. So um, there is that factor too, which I think does keep it fresh, keep the gameplay fresh, which has definitely keep, keep kept me invested. Um, it definitely has a uh, huge dark souls, uh, vibes. Um, you know, you are restricted to, um, uh, a specific amount of healing items, like five healing items, which are essentially, uh, they call them potions, but they're essentially flasks. Cause, uh, you only have five. You can't like, um, stock up or anything like that. You can only replenish uh, your potions by going to, I forgot what they call them, a cube, but obviously a bonfire in uh, Dark Souls terms. And when you rest at said bonfire, it does reset the spawns for all the enemies within the area. Uh, you know, um, if you if you defeated them or whatever. So heavy, heavy Dark Souls vibes for sure. Um, but I think they do enough to make it feel more actiony than, um, dark souls, Elden ring, whatever. So it does have that going for it. It, it is pr- pretty difficult in, in terms of, uh, you know, of course, similar to dark souls, Elden ring, but, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel as fair, I guess, uh, at least is my kind of impression. I, I feel is like dark souls. It felt like, uh, if I got hit, if I got killed, it was generally fair. I knew what I did wrong. I got greedy or whatever, but I don't know. I guess you could technically say the same about this game, but I don't know. It felt more unfair in a fair uh, amount of ways. Like, um, I don't know the enemy attack patterns. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a reaction time thing, I guess too, but uh, I can't, I don't know. Some of the attacks were just felt kind of cheap cheaper than like a Elden Ring Dark Souls series game. They felt like they were more harder to predict and, uh, you know, react to, I guess it, at least from the various bosses and, you know, that I played. Um, but yeah, uh, but then like when you progress in the game more, it, I feel like the game takes a huge, difficulty curve out of nowhere. You just get a huge difficulty curve ball and you just die left to right. This one boss in particular, uh, Tiamat. Um, so at least from what you've been trained to do, at least from the previous bosses up until Tiamat, you know, uh, basically don't get hit, uh, hit at the right times and dodge, get out the way soul, soul block, whatever. Um, but with this new, with the, with that boss, it was like the, the, the antithesis of, uh, just a steep ass difficulty spike. 
uh, where the nuance with this boss is that, you know, you can hit it or whatever. And each boss, uh, has, or and enemies as well has a, I guess you would say stun gauge. I forgot the actual in game term for it, but essentially, you know, health and then a stun gauge and kind of like metal gear where if you, you know, take out the stun stun gauge or the health gauge there, you can go in for a kill or, uh, get into their second phase, which it seems like the theme for all these bosses is that they have a second phase that is of course harder. And because you barely get, get to the second phase, uh, it's like, it's pretty much a guaranteed death, at least for me, because, you know, they got new, more difficult to dodge and evade moves and have you start over again, essentially. So yeah. So with Tiamat, the, the, the weird trick with him is that, uh, you have to basically get his, uh, take out his stun gauge over his health. Cause if you get his health down to a specific threshold, he'll keep regenerating himself and push everybody back and automatically revive his health. So I'm like, what, this is like 50, I'd say damn near 30, 40 tries. And I'm like, what, the what the f like, damn, like he kept regenerating. I'm like, I've been, I've been playing very methodically, very carefully dodging the right stuff, uh, learning his patterns. And then they, they, he keeps re he keeps regenerating himself fully, even though like I, I'm whipping his ass, like in any other scenario, I would have killed him. But the fact that, uh, he, he freaking regenerates health is like, come on, man. So at least after multiple troubleshooting well, not necessarily troubleshooting attempts to try to take them out. Eventually I was like, okay, like what is the trick here? I had to look it up that you have to take out his stun gauge versus his health over his health pretty much, which you do that by doing the soul blocking and just the gradual attacks as well as uh, what's the new, what's the move? I think pain bringer or dawn bringer where essentially at least from what I noticed, I, I believe when you hit the person in this state, they, uh, drain more stamina as well as you are able to, you get more stamina essentially like your stamina doesn't go down as fast. Like, especially when you're pairing soul blocking and, and stuff like that. So yeah, so pretty much after that, it, the bosses definitely got more annoying. Whereas it, it was more so trial and error, which I guess you could say is similar to dark souls, Elden ring where they, uh, you know, it is a lot of trial and error and learning the bosses before eventually beating them. So, but outside of that, it is, uh, I am enjoying it. The story is just out of there. It's very, it seems to be very self-aware at least specifically. I think the most commonly meme moment in the game where, you know, um, <laughs> this girl is having a full blown conversation, a serious conversation. It's like, um, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna actually take him out, we're gonna need the fire. <laughs> then he, <laughs> what is the name? I think Jack, he cuts, he cuts the girl off. He's like bullshit. And then he walks away and then he <laughs> turns on his MP3 player and is literally limp biscuit. <laughs> That freaking took me the fuck out. It really did. Um, 
man, I, I, I have not laughed that hard in a while. Um, cause I guess what's funny was like, I've seen like the clip, but, uh, I didn't, I heard references about Limp Biscuit and stuff, you know, various podcasts and things like that, but I didn't know that was legitimately what he was playing. And the fact that, uh, that actually was a thing is, uh, definitely what made me lose it. So, um, yeah, overall, uh, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to stick with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I like the progression, the gradually increasing your weapons and, uh, has like an interesting kind of a creative combo like mechanic where you can, um, um, apply certain moves to, you know, a certain combo string and things like that. So, um, it, it definitely has a lot of, a lot of aspects that, um, keep me interested. So I'm definitely going to stick with it. This actually makes me curious about Neo because at least from the demo I played or the first game that intimidated the hell out of me in some aspects, it felt even harder than, than the souls game. So it's like, uh, I don't have the patience for this cause you gotta have a, you gotta have a, a, a particular mindset going into like a souls game and by, <laughs> by a particular mindset, I mean a lot of patience basically. So, um, yeah, but at least with, with this game, there is an adjustable difficulty I'm playing on action. Uh, I think there's like an easier mode or I think they call it storied, you know, to not, not offend people who are, you know, sensitive about that specifically, but there is a hard mode. And I think some probably Uber booty, booty, booty fuck mode or something. <laughs> uh, you know, where basically you just probably get touched and you die you just get gestured at and you die instantly. I would assume, uh, considering this game, but like, uh, like the final fantasy references, of course there definitely is. Um, and, uh, you definitely get final fantasy vibes, but not as, I don't know. I guess I don't really know. Didn't know what I was expecting really from this game other than it being an action adventure game set in the, uh, final fantasy universe, which pretty much is what it is. You get a lot of references, uh, characters, uh, to, you know, that are tied with final fantasy as a whole as you know, so yeah. Final Fantasy. No. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. Or <laughs> it's like black pe- <laughs> black people always got to add an S to stuff that don't got an S to it. Uh Kroger's is Kroger. Uh Myers is Meyer. Shout out to the Midwest. Um I'm not from there anymore, but I do I do show love. I do show appreciation. Uh, what what else is is <laughs> we put an S and it's not even plural. Freaking what was it? Uh, I mean literally anything really. <laughs> that I I totally caught that until like I was making making the show notes for this episode. I'm like <laughs> origins. It's like no, it's origin. It's like I don't. I don't know. Just something about the S to make it just, just, just more official. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Just signify something. Um, so yeah, moving on. 
um, the moment, the time has come. Uh, I am officially an owner of a Valve Steam Deck. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a long road. Um, when did pre-orders? Uh, I think pre-orders went live like was it like a year ago. Let me see. Time is just so weird to me, less of late, man. Uh, things I thought were earlier were way later. It's crazy. It's like I can't even time just doesn't feel like time anymore. Yeah, damn. Back in July. July of uh twenty twenty one. That is Oh man, I'm like I'm kinda freaking out a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie. It's like it did not feel that long ago. It felt more like uh around December of last year, but July, almost a full year. That's crazy. But yeah, uh, good luck pre-ordering one like right now. Cause you probably not going to get into like 2023, um, which I guess given the context is relative, but, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting story. Uh, cause I've, of course I frequent reset era, um, at a switch. Um, and, uh, at least seeing, uh, all of us collaborating in terms of like the ordering process. So somebody made like a whole damn, um, program that spits out like based off the number and the time you email, uh, actually got a pre-order in. Um, which I think for me, it was like 15 minutes after the pre-order started because the steam steam site was freaking out because everybody was overloading it. And, um, that was pretty much literally seconds, uh, minutes determined your position in terms of, you know, uh, being able to get one. So yeah, that's, that's, that was, that's an interesting process in and of itself, but with that being said, did, um, uh, actually, you know, got it hooked up, put it through his paces, updated firmware, all that stuff. Of course, I mean, what you going to get a steam deck for not mess with the games, which is, that's exactly what I did. So, um, yeah, so pretty much mess with a whole gamut of stuff. Uh, what, what did I mess with? Um, Resident Evil four, Resident Evil two, um, which all worked pretty well. Apparently they're not verified for the deck. So basically, um, in terms of the steam deck, they have this process where they verify games on steam that are verified, quote unquote, verified for the deck, which is essentially them saying like, Hey, we, you know, tested it, put it through his paces and are patching it and are, um, hold on one second. So, um, pretty much after that, essentially, um, 
Yeah, mess with the whole gamut of games. Um, Dead Rising. Um, what else? Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 2. And yeah, going back to the, the verified uh, system where essentially they vet it if it if it works or not. I think they have to do some specific stuff to it where they have to verify that it's um uh or put some like uh layer uh for the game specifically for the Steam Deck for it to run on a Steam Deck because the Steam Deck essentially runs as a um it runs as uh or the operating system for it is Linux based which, you know, um, presents some challenges in terms of, you know, uh, the Steam Deck generally has Windows based games. So uh, I think that was the interesting hurdle that uh, Valve like went, got over essentially to actually get these games to work on uh, a non Windows based um, system. But that's the cool thing about this this uh, piece of hardware is that it essentially is a PC. So, I mean, with that being said, um, you know, you, <laughs> the flexibility is endless. The customizability is endless. I mean, you know, the power of a PC and all that you can do with it. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, with all that being in mind, you do just have that. I think that in of itself is, is appealing, but of course, I mean, with the games I played, uh, let's see, Resident Evil four, Resident Evil two, dead rising. Um, of course, Elden ring, uh, what else? Bayonetta vanquish. I, I basically just like, you know, booted it up. It played like, uh, maybe five, 10 minutes and I was like, moving to the next one. And, um, man, it's uh it is impressive i have to say just just the compatibility and just the fidelity but mind you this is these games are playing at like 720p or 800 resolution um so i mean even though it's not necessarily demanded in that respect but the fact of the relativity of the the size of the screen versus the you know performance is 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 pretty substantial though and like specifically um what i'm definitely uh curious to to mess with after it's done um uh well at least in more depth i haven't really messed with yet but i definitely want to get into the emulation stuff and mess with that and uh really put it put it through his pace but at least from what i've been seeing it is a it is a damn beast for uh emulating stuff and that's that's probably one of the bigger appeals to me specifically is just to have some dedicated portable emulation machine as well that can play um, games also is uh what I'm interested in specifically. So, um, man, yeah, I have to say. Very, very, very appealing, very interesting, um, pretty dope pretty dope. I have to say, especially, you know, get some more, uh, tenure, um, verify more games for it. Hey, I mean, you can, you can play, uh, at least majority of the Yakuza games on it. Uh, uh, zero Kiwami, um, 
Kwame 2. I don't think the uh, remastered games are are uh, verified yet. And I think six. So that's that's my dream. I could play. <laughs> I could play Yakuza on the go. That's that's all I ever want. That's that what what the Nintendo Switch couldn't do. The Steam Deck will. You know, <laughs> that's pretty accurate though when you think about it. <laughs> uh, but that's funny too because you can apparently emulate like uh the Switch on the Steam Deck also, which you know that 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 is hilarious as well to me. But I mean, it's literally a PC that you could do a lot of stuff with, and man, it is very impressive. I have to say, it really is. It, I think it definitely lives up that hype and especially with a lot more love and care, which is, it feels very apparent what, um, what valve is doing. I think, uh, it's definitely going to be, it's going to be pretty damn, it's going to be a threat. That's for sure. It's going to be a threat. So definitely can't wait to play with a more tinker specifically with the emulation uh, PCSX two Xbox apparently does really well. Apparently it does N64, which I always feel has always been a difficult, uh, system to emulate, uh, dreamcast apparently. So man, going to be pretty fun. have to say, uh, especially it's going to be my first foray really in the Linux, the Linux operating system mess with, uh, you know, mess with Mac here and there. Uh, of course, obviously windows is my primary platform, but it's going to be interesting to, uh, yeah, play with, play with the Linux side of things. And, uh, you know, you can dock it. Uh, so I plan to dock it, uh, do some intense editing and, um, tinkering and, um, dabbling with emulators and things like that. So steam deck is, is the steam deck is steam decking, man. I have to say. I'm very, uh, very, 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 very satisfied with, uh, my purchase so far. I have to say, um, good job valve. Good job. Um, they doing it really doing it. Okay. Well, enough gushing, <laughs> gushing on a steam deck, get into what I've been watching. Um, which has been, um, oh, Shenmue, Shenmue actually finished the season. Uh, I think I really haven't uh, reported on any of the other previous episodes, but, um, man, it is, it is great. Love, love, love this anime series. I think it's very, very faithful, very faithful to the, um, to the games for sure. I think it takes some, uh, justifiable liberties here and there in terms of, you know, making things for anime for the anime versus the games. But I think it all definitely made sense and was pretty damn good. I think they captured the heart essence and soul of Shenmue. It really did. Hopefully get a season two. I think they definitely set it up for it. I believe, uh, they essentially end pretty much where the second game ended 
Uh, so they pretty much covered one and two within the first season. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I have to say, I'm really, really impressed by this season. Um, this show, this experiment, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, hopefully we get another season. Um, I'm curious, maybe potentially if, I don't know if, uh, the game, uh, if Yu Suzuki doesn't get his dream for Shenmue 4, even though I don't know, I'm still, I, I haven't, mind you, I have yet to play Shenmue 3, but, um, apparently it's just, <laughs> if, it, uh, for what I heard, it's kind of like a cop out. Well, obviously, since there is apparently gonna supposed to be a fourth one. It's like, couldn't you have just concluded it with three because it's like your one time chance to, you know, just conclude everything. But apparently they didn't. I don't know the, you know, obviously I don't know the context or whatever, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little disheartening in of itself, but who knows? Maybe they continue to anime, you know, go over the events of three and then maybe probably do, uh, the events of four, you know, if, if we don't get a game version of it or something like that. So that'd be kind of interesting, even though that's, that's a little, I don't know. That's a little, I don't know how to describe it. It just like, feels like a just cliffhanger when you should, when, when you shouldn't cliffhanger something. Um, but I digress. I really can't, you know, clearly can't fully speak on that having not played three, but definitely knocked it up in my list priority to, uh, play that when I do get a chance. So, um, of course also, um, finished moon night. Uh, the last episode premiered this week and, uh, I have to say, at least, uh, this, this last episode was pretty good. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I think it, uh, yeah, it felt very conclusive, felt satisfying. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure if it made up for the, just the lull that happened in between. Um, like I think the first episode was good. Uh, the second one started, you know, going, going downhill, <laughs> the third one went further and then it kept pretty much going further down, at least for me. And then kind of started going back up with five and six towards the end. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It just, I, I don't know what I, I wanted more from it, but I, it's hard to describe what I necessarily wanted from it. I guess maybe more, probably more action to some extent or just nothing as boring. <laughs> I guess. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't anything amazing, but I definitely enjoyed at least, the latter half of the season. But yeah, that in between part, uh, it definitely felt, felt very tacked on overall solid, solid, uh, solid show would definitely like to see what they do with another season. They definitely set it up for it, but, um, I guess we'll, we'll see. Only time will tell. Um, yeah. Moon Knight. 
Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I feel like at least most people was like, <laughs> let me, let me just ogle Oscar Isaac, uh, show essentially. Um, Hey, I'm not hating though. I mean, I can, I can respect, I can respect it. Of course. So, um, and of course last, but certainly not least, certainly, certainly not least, uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, uh, recently came back from seeing that earlier and, uh, man, pretty good. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was a very, how do I describe it? Uh, without spoiling, spoiling, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it te- definitely t- took a very interesting change direction for a very interesting change for a Marvel film. I have to say damn near Marvel IP really. Um, yeah, it it was a very interesting direction for this movie, which I appreciate. I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, (laughs) one thing to note, I have to say, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, this is one of the re- most recent movies that come to mind that I like. I literally had to look up the, um, I had, I literally looked up the, uh, the rating for the movie. I'm like, it was, it was a fair amount of moments in the movie. I have to say, uh, I guess more, more towards this one particular moment, but I'm like, damn, is this, uh, is this rated R? Is this rated R maybe? But <laughs> It barely is really coast in that line of PG 13 hard as hell, which I'm totally down for. I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm liking a more violent Marvel. Um, we've not really seen that much. I guess really the closest we've kind of seen that was, uh, Falcon and a winter soldier, a couple episodes in there, but, uh, I'm digging it. I am digging violent Marvel. It, uh, took me off guard. I think, so used to Marvel being very, very Disney channel, uh, esque in terms of, uh, well, that's <laughs> funny because they are owned by Disney, but I totally didn't even make that connection intentionally, but yeah, they're very, uh, very tame, but I was like, damn, oh, <laughs> is this, this is, this is PG 13. Is it, is it really? I, all right. Okay. I guess it is. <laughs> Uh, but that does lead me to a thing where I hope we get a, um, I hope we get like some R rated, I don't know, some R rated cut or clips or whatever. That'd be kind of cool. I would love to see like some maybe DVD, you know, Blu-ray 4k, like R rated cut of this. Cause I feel like they definitely explored it to some extent. And then of course, uh, maybe we got to dial it back a little bit or whatever. So I think that would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty cool. Just, just have some R rated cut. Um, that, that will sell like hotcakes, I think. So yeah, overall though, man, very good, very good movie. Definitely better than, uh, 
of course, definitely better than the first Strange, I think. Um, yeah, at least initially, definitely would see it again. I definitely would see it again. Um, man, yeah, don't <laughs> don't fuck with Wanda, man. Don't 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 try it because she uh, there's no wrath like a what what is this what is the saying? There's no wrath like a mother's scorn or something like that, man. <laughs> it was felt. It was felt immensely. <laughs> it was felt immensely. Uh, without, of course, without spoiling anything, it was felt immensely. Man, Elizabeth Olsen, she did her thing though. I, man, ugh, she she killed it. She definitely did. Uh, she was definitely the star of this movie. I'd say. For sure. Stole the show. Stole the whole movie, I'd say. Man. Pretty damn good, I have to say. Yeah. Just reflecting on a lot of stuff that I can't say, but yeah. It was pretty good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Don't mess with Wanda. That's that's just the moral of this movie, I'd say. Don't mess with her. Don't don't do it. Don't don't do it. Um, <laughs> when you went our way, like, Oh, this way, miss, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do anything else. Just, just accept it. You know? Um, yeah. <sighs> Marvel, Marvel, keep marveling, man. I mean, I guess Moon Knight wasn't as, as great, but at least movie wise, they streaking, I think. So yeah, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, they need to bring him back. Hopefully to do a, you know, do just keep him in it. Do something. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah. So I think with that being said, uh, I think that essentially concludes, uh, this episode. Let's switch his sights. Um, if you did like the show, feel free to, Light rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasts and platforms. Be sure to give a five star if that exists. I'm so out of touch with like the user interface side of things. I don't know, but like anything positive or negative, I mean, you could be honest, um, is greatly appreciated. Um, what else? I don't know. Huh. Outside of that, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I record uh, record the podcast live on Twitch TV slash Ace Twitch Thursday evenings. You can also catch um, something. <laughs> you can also catch me on YouTube.com slash Ace Twitch, the archives of the podcast as well. Until next time, y'all, uh, feel free to fuck. <laughs> Get your damn game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs>